Welcome to the Constructionist Podcast, hosted by Caleb. Just as we grow gardens and build buildings, God is building you through the renewing of your mind. The sufficiency of the scriptures is paramount in your journey, and every week, Caleb will challenge you to make them a central part of your life and worldview. Join us now as we explore the world through the ancient lens of God's Word. Hello friends, welcome back to the Constructionist Podcast, and I just want to say up front that the Bible really is a stunning book. And this episode is going to be the third in our promotion of King's Evangelical Divinity School. So in previous episodes, we talked about the Knowing Your Bible course, then we talked about the Jewish Christian Study course, well now we're going to talk about their associates and their, um, let's see, they have an associates program and they have a graduate diploma and they also have a bachelor's in theology and they also have a master's. So we're going to lump all those together in kind of one thing because the, the associates and the graduate diploma and the bachelor's and the master's, they all overlap each other in many ways with the same modules, except for the master's has two or three more that are, that are separate, uh, again, from it. But we're going to put them all together. But I just want to, again, say that as a believer, uh, it is one of your tasks, it is one of your disciplines that you should really have in place to daily be reading the scriptures. So think of it like food. You don't go really more than several hours without eating something, most people. I mean, maybe you practice some fasting here and there, things like that. But typically, you know, every day people eat something multiple times. So I love the example of Daniel in uh, the book of Daniel where he opens up his windows and looks toward Jerusalem and he prays and it says he did that three times a day. Now, that's a really, really good discipline to be in prayer, formal prayer, three times a day. I can't say that I do that, you know, as a formal thing three times a day. But I would certainly say that uh, your discipline should be to ingest Scripture uh, and spend time in prayer every single day. It's really not something that should ever be missed. Now, there's a very important reason for this, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, when you have things like needing to renew your mind uh, and take on the mind of Christ. If you are surrounding yourself constantly by the world around you and the media that is always bombarding you with its own information, then or video games or music or anything like that, then your mind is being fed on the things of the world. Now, I recognize that we all live in the world, and there's really nothing we can do about that. Uh, so we're just, we have to interact with the people around us and the society that we're in. But we need to actively be engaging ourselves with the text of Scripture on a daily basis before we head out into the world. And also surround yourself with people who believe the faith that you believe. That way there can be mutual encouragement along the way. So... In preface to talking about these other courses that King's Evangelical Divinity School has to offer, let me start by reading some passages from Luke, and then we're going to talk about presupposition. So Luke twenty four twenty seven says that 
Uh, Beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then in verse 44, Luke 24, 44, it says, And then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. So these verses tell us that the Lord Jesus had to actually sit down with his disciples after his resurrection, before he rose, before ascended into heaven, and, es- and essentially explain the scriptures in light of himself. So this is important because I want to talk about this idea of presupposition for a moment. Now, a presupposition is something that you suppose previously, or you suppose in advance. So you're taking to the scriptures, something, whether you know it or not, something that you already believe or already think or already presume to be true, something like that, okay? Now, one of the things that the graduate, the associate, and the bachelor's and the master's program at King's Evangelical Divinity School will focus on is your presuppositions, identifying presuppositions, and trying to knock it out of you. So I remember it seemed like it was brought up over and over and over again when I did my initial bachelor's degree, the early stages of it, and that presuppositions a big deal because the emphasis of the course, the emphasis of KEDS from day one is on interpreting the Bible. And so when you come to interpret the Bible, you're trying to glean from it meaning and glean from it what it's really saying to us today. Now, this is a book that was written over the course of thousands of years by at least 40 different people in different places in their life and different places in history. Some of it was written in the Holy Land of Israel. Some of it was written in Babylon. Some of it was written in Turkey or Rome or Greece, uh, addressing a myriad of different subjects, history, the human soul, the politics of the day, the socio-political atmosphere that was going on, the salvation, God, the Spirit, Jesus, the kings of Israel, the law of Israel. All these things are in the scriptures. And since all these things are in the scriptures, these are all things that God deemed it was necessary in order for him to convey his mind to us. So God basically took snapshots of different scenarios, different events, different happenings throughout history with the people of Israel, different ones of them, and said, there, that moment represents something about my mind that needs to be explored, that needs to be um, worked out in real life, either to avoid or to accept and live and practice, something like that. So that's, in one sense, what the Bible really is. But we have to 
strip away from ourselves our presuppositions. And those come in uh, a number of ways. And so if you're going to do associate studies or if you're going to do the graduate diploma or if you're going to do the bachelor's of theology or if you're going to do the master's of arts in theology, every one of them will be presenting to you challenging new ideas to help you understand the scripture better and to help you eradicate your presuppositions because you will be exposed to all sorts of different ideas and different thoughts about the Bible and it'll get to where you will start to recognize these things quite quickly. So for instance, recently I came across a book uh, from a podcast. Now my podcast is called The Constructionist Podcast. There, there is actually another one out there that is called The Deconstructionist Podcast. And I would not recommend it. The Deconstructionist Podcast is taking on the ideas of deconstructionism, which does not hold to the rock-solid reality of the truth of the scriptures. They actually try to rip apart the scriptures. Uh, it's rather frustrating. But they had a guest on one day, Mr. Tad DeLay. And Mr. Tad DeLay had just written a book called Against What White Evangelicals Want. And if you do the master's program at King's Evangelical Divinity School, one of the major emphases of the program is evangelicalism. Okay, and what evangelicalism, the history of evangelicalism, the different facets of evangelicalism, uh, what, what are the core beliefs of evangelicalism, and these are all things from a scholarly perspective. This is what Mr. Tad DeLay, uh, in his book Against, and I listened to several of his podcasts that he put out about his book as well, not just the interview about his book on the Deconstructionist podcast, but his actual podcast of himself that he did. And what he says is, is that he is analyzing white evangelicalism from the perspective of Jacques Lacan. Now, if you get on Wikipedia and find out who Jacques Lacan is, he is sort of a neo-Freudian uh, philosopher slash psychologist. Now, that automatically should raise some, some flags for you. So he, this guy, Tad DeLay, is examining white evangelicalism from the perspective of a French neo-Freudian. And my question is, in one sense, and by the way, he, he, the, what he concluded about white evangelicalism is nothing I've heard anywhere about white evangelicals, okay? So evangelicalism is very broad. I mean, there's, there's Latin American versions of evangelicalism. There's black even versions, black church even versions of evangelicalism there's british versions of it because uh, you know it has roots back to john wesley and things like that then of course it's spread around the world the english-speaking world uh if you listen to uh james or uh dr j edwin Orr uh on sermonindex.net he talks about the histories of revival fascinating you know, listen to those, and it basically hits all the primary areas of evangelicalism around the world, all through the 1800s and 1900s. Very, very good, uh, worth listening to his talks on revival and the history of revival. Uh, J. Edwin Orr on sermonindex.net. Anyway, the presupposition of Tad DeLay was that the analysis techniques of Jacques, Jacques Lacan are correct. Okay, I am going to suggest that he actually came to the completely wrong conclusion in his 
analysis of white evangelicalism. He basically said that they are racist and will hang on to their white supremacist positions at all costs and actually allow certain core ideas of theology and doctrine fall to the wayside to hang on to their position as white uh, supremacists. I don't know about you, but, um, I mean, I live in America, and I'm white, and I've lived in Africa around lovely black believers, Zulu, black Africans. I've lived in England. I've, for two years, I've been around British believers. Um, I've lived in multinational and multi-denominational uh, mission organizations for years. Uh, that's my background. And I can't say that I have ever been exposed <laughs> to any sort of white supremacist theology in my understanding and, and background for decades of white evangelicalism or evangelicalism worldwide. I just can't say I have. So when I'm talking about the kids' courses, uh, and one of the primary things that you will discover is that you'll be exposed, they will expose you to lots of different ways of interpreting the Bible, and then they will challenge you on your method and means of interpreting the Bible, and then they will educate you on good means and methods of interpreting the Bible. All right? So... My personal, uh, as I said in the Jewish Christian Studies podcast, my personal position that I love to take is, is interpreting the Bible from a Jewish perspective, first century Jewish perspective. I feel like that is a very, very good position to interpret the Bible because that was Paul's position, and that was Jesus's position, and that was Peter's position. But in doing that, we have to really think through our presuppositions. I grew up in Midwest white America. There's, I'm not at fault for that. It's, I don't feel guilty about that. It's just where I was born. I had no choice in the matter. That's where I grew up. I, I couldn't do anything else. Everyone I knew was white. Everyone I knew spoke English. Everyone I knew was middle class. It was just everyone, I mean, the whole school was middle class. We were all the same, all right? So, but, so I had to, and then I married a woman from England, and I lived in Africa, and so over the years and in doing the studies, which I would highly recommend, uh, you learn to discover where you're coming from, what is it about your thinking that is the same or different than other people's thinking, and your presuppositions begin to be challenged. And then all you can do as a believer, the only thing you can do as a believer, is look at the scriptures and go, hmm, do, do my presuppositions line up with the scriptures? And if they do, you're golden. Keep on going. If they don't, then you need to start thinking very clearly about where you're at and what it is that you need to be changing, rethinking, sanctifying, repenting of, whatever. And so, uh, so there you go. So I, don't, I wouldn't recommend the book Against by Tad DeLay. Uh, I haven't read it myself, but I have listened to a chunk of the podcast where he explains his book, so I think I know what it's about. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I think he's wrong in his assessments. He may be right in some of his points, but I think he's wrong overall. So, but I'm using that as an example to say that one of the best things about these studies is that they make you start thinking about things like that, as well as other things. I mean, we're learning how to interpret 
ancient literature. So the rules that you learn in the course about culture, how to look at the history, how to examine uh, the author's intent, how to understand uh, the geopolitical issues of the day, how to look at older texts to help understand more recent texts like Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, you can apply these things to, I mean, I've thought about them on a number of occasions in regards to the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Because all of a sudden you discover, oh, wait a minute, if you do your research, the Declaration of Independence in America actually had previous documents that it sourced from. And there are ideas in those documents, and they can be traced back to Scotland and, you know, the, the, the issues between Scotland and England hundred and some years before, 200 years before um, 1776 and this kind of thing. Or if people today like the Supreme Court, it appalls me in some ways how the U.S. Supreme Court interprets the Constitution. And because you think to yourself, you know, are they really interpreting it according to the original authorial intent, to the way the, the framers of the U.S. government wanted this to be understood? You know, so the, the, this can be brought out into a broader scope of understanding. So I'm saying all that to say we need to be uh, aware of our presuppositions. We need to be aware of where we're coming from when we approach the Bible. And doing these courses, the associates and the graduate diploma and the bachelor's degree and the master's degree at KEDS, it can actually help you exceedingly in your understanding of the text of scripture, but also just the world around you and what's going on. And the nice thing is, is they're not coming from any sort of denominational background. Uh, they're accredited by a, actually a secular uh, university in the UK that has given them pretty much free reign to present in their modules what they present. They hold the scriptures to be authoritative scriptures. They are the inspired word of God. So the teachers are coming from that perspective which is excellent. And so, and, and you're free to uh, write your papers and present them and then take what you get. <laughs> so, so it is a challenge and you learn from it. So I am encouraging you to jump on this. Now, let me read one more passage. So I started out with Jesus uh, getting on with the disciples and basically re-educating them in their whole understanding of the Old Testament by putting himself in the middle of it. And of course, Jesus says this exactly. I have not come to destroy the law and the prophets. I've come to fulfill them. So he had to change their presuppositions that they had learned from their rabbinic schools that they had gone to when they were little kids. They had to, he had to change that and put himself into the framework of the Old Testament scriptures. So if you read the end of Luke 24 and then skip straight into John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that is marvelous that Jesus is the Logos. He is the reason. He is the understanding. He is the wisdom. He is the, the mental framework by which God has expressed himself to us through the scriptures and there's an ancient Greek idea that the Logos, the Word, is that which holds or binds the whole universe together. And I love that idea because as an electrician, looking at plans to build buildings, I went up to my boss one day, who's also a believer, 
And I said, hey, uh, Sean, um, how many words do you think it takes to build this building? And he just looked at me and he said, oh, pff, millions and millions. And I said, yeah, isn't that crazy that there has to be that much? It starts with an idea from somebody who commissions an architect to lay it out according to an idea, something in a person's mind that they have. It's all laid on, on paper and then there are hours and hours and hours of discussion and interaction as the thing is getting put together and built. And so that idea of the word being that which holds the universe together makes good sense to me as someone who has to look at architectural plans and construct and put in a building. So I would encourage you, this is the last uh, podcast we're going to do on King's Evangelical Divinity School, but I would encourage you very much to look into their program. Uh, If you already have a degree, it's not theological, then you can attack their... um, associate's program or their graduate program. If you don't have a degree and don't want to go for a full degree, you can attack their associate's program, something like that. Uh, look at, read all the details on the website. If you want to get a degree in theology, then go for their bachelor's program. And if you're like me, who's done that, and that was like almost 10 years ago now that I finished it, uh, eight, seven or eight years ago, and you want to do some continuing study, then go for the master's. You know, uh, it's all very valuable, it's very challenging, it's very useful, and then output that into your church, into Bible studies, into the people you meet on a daily basis. Um, You will be blessed. So God bless you, and happy studying. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you were challenged and encouraged by what you heard today, please feel free to share it with any friends or family you like. You're welcome to email us at calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. That's calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. And remember to leave a comment at iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.